Welcome to the Grit and Grace space. Come along as we explore experiences, cultivate community, and grow our appetite for adventure. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Grit and Grace space. As you can hear, I am battling a cold coming off of Thanksgiving with my family. Today, I wanted to talk about something that maybe contrary to what what's popular during this season, uh, the, during the holiday season, and that is centered around the phrase of all thanks and no giving. Coming off the heels of Thanksgiving with my family, the past couple of years, our gathering has been centered around Christmas, whether that be on Christmas or just after Christmas or having our Christmas during Thanksgiving, whatever the timing is that my family has gotten together for the holidays. The last three years at least have been Christmas themed. This year we did something a little bit different where my family, my parents, drove up from Florida. My brother drove up from Atlanta. And then, of course, we drove up from Columbus and met at Alexander's mom's house. And the timing worked out really well where she was headed out for a vacation and uh, we were able to share her home for our holiday get-together. So we arrived on... Wednesday afternoon and shared a meal and then of course Thursday we went through all of the Thanksgiving festivities. We started with our traditional Thanksgiving breakfast that we make and then watched the Thanksgiving Day Parade and the dog show that followed this year was especially fun to watch the dog show after having disco for 11 months, a little bit over 11 11 months. I feel like I understand dogs and just animals in general so much better than I ever did before. So it brings a new appreciation to the dog show. So after that, we started preparing the turkey and all of the sides that were going to go along with it. So that when the time came, we were ready to sit down for our Thanksgiving meal and This year, the timing worked out such that everything was, I won't say hot, but everything was warm at the same time. And that's a huge accomplishment, you know, if you're ever preparing multiple different sides or items to have everything sort of come together and be the right temperature and the right doneness at the same time is quite a feat especially if you're working with other people in in the same kitchen. A a big kitchen can get small really quickly, but in this case, everything worked out really well, and the turkey was absolutely delicious this year. I haven't had turkey in such a long time, I feel like, and it was just so delicious, And, and I'm patting myself on the back here for the cranberry recipe that I made 
it's just as good as it was the first time. So kudos all around to executing fairly seamlessly. So how does this play into where we're going with all thanks and no giving? I wanted to share a perspective that, again, might be uncommon, but you might have people who resonate with this in your family, or you might resonate with this, and that is that gift giving or gift receiving is not a love language. I would say for me, it's on like if there's what five love languages it's you know five could be (laughs) like 15 that's where gift giving falls into place for me and now this might come off like kind of extreme and I know there's nuances to all this so I'll try to be as clear as possible but I want to you know emphasize that there is pressure for some folks coming along that comes along with gift giving or gift receiving and that's what we're going to talk about today so so before I go further into that personally my love language is acts of service and followed by quality time I really feel loved and considered when somebody does an act of service for me or chooses to spend their time with me. And that's how I, along with probably words of affirmation, that's how I give love, I think, by doing something for somebody, whether, you know, for Alexander, that's doing his laundry or picking something up at the store for him when I'm grocery shopping or, you know, setting aside time where we're not distracted and just being really intentional car rides are often good sources of quality time but for me that's where my cup does get filled and in contrast I'm not quite sure what the root of this is or where this all started because I feel like as a kid gift giving gift receiving was more enjoyable or more fun but I feel like as I've gotten older maybe through high school and then into college and now after college there's been like an increasing feeling of being overwhelmed or dread or feeling like picking out gifts for people that you don't talk to as often as you did as a child when you are living together is a bit more challenging and when we set like a certain budget which I think is a healthy thing to do. Like if our family says, okay, well, we're just going to do stockings this year and the budget is, you know, under $100 or something. That helps a little bit, but then I find myself getting like dust collectors or getting things for somebody that, yeah, it might be interesting and quirky, but is it something they really need or is it something that they will think is as interesting as I think it is? And so... I look at that whole process as a chore in the sense that I'll say like last year I did 90% of my Christmas stocking shopping for everybody on Amazon in an afternoon, right? And that 
like the gifts were interesting and it's not like they were completely terrible but at the same time there really wasn't the depth I'll say in the gifts compared to the way things might have been as a child and so it was sort of like complicit in the decision of only doing stockings but still doing gift giving things and then things still get out of hand where you go over budget or you find one more thing and then when you all get together you know somebody's gone way overboard or somebody you know when we're choosing or sorry when we're preparing the stockings for each of the family members right we've all gotten a little bit of something for each other and so we'll go through the process of filling up each other's stockings and you know you just try to like not look or or they'll pick up your stocking if you're going next so that you don't really see what's in yours but where is I going with this inevitably one person always gets the short end of the stick and one person always has their bags overflowing and not that you know overflowing is a bad thing but to me I always feel like this underlying pressure of things aren't even things aren't equitable or I've disappointed somebody because their stocking might not be as full as um, somebody else's even though I might have contributed just as much if not more to that person and so I feel like this overwhelming sense of having to take care of everybody or to manage everybody's feelings and I'm sure if there's psychologists out there there's tends to unwrap no pun intended with whatever might be going on psychologically but when ho- when the holiday season comes around every year I know there's a ton of pressure and tension and just like anxiety that might accompany this season for a lot of folks and I wanted to share my thoughts on the matter or just share maybe out loud what somebody who doesn't necessarily love gift giving or gift receiving might feel. So I talked through a little bit about gift giving and why that's maybe uncomfortable for me. I'll talk a little bit about gift receiving next. So for whatever reason, I again could make a whole other podcast about why I analyze things the way that I do but that might bore you to tears. I want to stick to the <laughs> hopefully tangible takeaways that resonate with a larger audience. But when it comes to gift receiving for me, again, there's a really like rush. There's a rush of emotions that feels like, am I responding to whomever gave me this gift appropriately? Am I pleasing them with, you know, my reaction to opening this gift? And in addition, there's like a pressure of like, oh my goodness, I received this great thing. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'm the person this year with like the overflowing stocking. And so in that scenario, I'm like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I have so much stuff like... I don't deserve all of this. Like, this is awkward. And then in contrast, if I'm the person that year with the underfilled stocking for, I don't know how else to describe it. I feel like 
crap, honestly. I'm like, oh, I put all of this effort into, well, I all I wouldn't say it's like an overwhelming amount of effort, but I did put effort and intentionality, some intentionality into making sure that my gift allocation was even across and you sort of feel left out or feel less than when you're the person with the stocking that's half full or three quarters of the way full. And again, there's a lot to unpack there. But in my mind, when the concept of gift giving and gift receiving is removed um, in terms of it being like an expectation or like an activity that's going to happen for the holidays, then for me, that relieves a lot of the things that I mentioned earlier, the stress and the pressure and the anxiety and all of that stuff. Now, there are exceptions. I wanted to start with the two big ideas around gift giving and gift receiving. And now I'm going to talk a little bit about the exceptions. The exceptions to these feelings are spontaneity. When the gift is truly genuine, for example, this summer when I was, when I did my mental health retreat, what did, what, what did I call it? My DIY, yeah, DIY mental health retreat. I went into town one day and shopped around at the little shops and I found some really cute things, like nothing insane, but I found some really cute things that I thought, you know, would be fun for my brother or for my dad and pick those up or if I see like really nice earrings or a nice piece of art for my mother-in-law or my sister-in-law like to me the spontaneity and the genuine this made me think of this person and I think they'll like it that's an exception and same goes for me when I, I receive a gift that's you know my Alexander's aunt sent me a cookbook sort of out of the blue a while back and it was such a sweet surprise and it didn't come along with any pressure to reciprocate it was just a nice like hey I thought about you you know here's not a big thing like a a cookbook you know I hope you enjoy it and I have enjoyed it so much I cook from it quite often and so those are the exceptions to where gift-giving, gift-receiving does come with, like, is a genuine form of love for me, which sort of, which in itself is ironic because I feel like people who are natural gift-givers are really good at that spontaneous finding things that think, that make them think about other people, or they're really good at being gracious receivers of gifts and they don't have whatever it is that underlying thing that sucks the joy out of gift giving gift receiving so I know that everybody feels differently about gift giving and gift receiving and I know that when it does come from a place of wanting versus a place of like feeling obligated to it's a totally for me it's a totally different feeling so something that is a little bit nuanced I'll say not nuanced but 
I think there's a trend with, like, as time passes, you naturally, like, spend less time with your family. You naturally are in less contact with your family. And that does make it hard to understand genuinely what they're going through day in and day out and also makes it harder for them to be top of mind when you are shopping and so unless you're in a headspace where you know you're for me at least like completely relaxed and have the bandwidth to think a little bit more creatively or have the bandwidth to not think about you know the next day the next week the next month in front of you but expand wider into thinking about your relationships including relationships with your family it makes it harder to it makes it harder for that genuine gift giving out of spontaneity or out of I saw this and I thought of you to be a more accessible like top of mind and so I think that's part of it too I don't think that you know maybe my feelings or what I'm going through Um, is unnatural and I don't think um, the takeaway should be that if somebody feels that gift giving is not at the top of mind for the holiday season it doesn't mean they necessarily hate giving gifts or hate receiving gifts it's more so that it's a lot harder to show somebody love that way or to feel loved that way versus other methods like acts of service or quality time or words of affirmation. Hopefully that concisely sums up and sheds light into somebody in your life who might feel similarly. And so where does that leave us? We've talked about the no giving part of the title of this podcast and let's talk a little bit about the all thanks portion over... I go through seasons where this is really easy for me to do or seasons where I hardly ever do it, but I think taking time to reflect on what you're grateful for, number one, there's like all sorts of studies that show how making time for... Yeah, I'm so sorry, but Alexander and Disco are like wrestling, and I just can't take this seriously. Like, cry laughing. I'm just trying to get through the podcast. Anyway, studies show how gratitude significantly improves mood, frame of mind, and outlook on life to be maybe more positive. And so, I'm gonna wrap up the podcast here (laughs) by saying call somebody you love in the middle of this podcast I took a call from a dear friend Nick who is so good at reaching out and I am such a bad like phone caller and so Nick is so busy all the time that we don't really text very much and so it's such like a blessing whenever he does call that we we get to catch up so call somebody you love Tell them what you're thankful for and not just during the season of Thanksgiving or the season of Christmas, which is tough because that's like the next five weeks of our lives right now, but reach out on a daily basis or at least once a week and send a text to somebody and tell them what you're thankful for. 
that's all for now. We will see you next week. Thanks.